I'm Jen White. You're listening to 1A's In Case You Missed It, where we bring you some of the week's most important conversations you might have missed. We discussed protests in Iran after the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini after she was detained by morality police in the country for not wearing her hijab correctly. After more than two weeks of demonstrations that spread across the country, Iran's supreme leader broke his silence on Monday. Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, without evidence, blamed Israel and the United States for planning the protests. Dozens have died. Rights groups say thousands have been arrested, and the protests show no signs of slowing down. We spoke to Dave Lawler. He's World News Editor for Axios earlier this week. So remind us, what was the inciting incident for these protests? A 22-year-old woman named Masa Amini was arrested by Iran's morality police uh, for, quote, improper hijab, the mandatory uh, headscarf that Iranian women wear. Uh, The police say that she had a heart attack while she was in custody, slipped into a coma, and died. Her parents and her family say she had no health conditions, that she was beaten, and that she died as a result of her treatment at the hands of the Iranian authorities. Uh, at her funeral, which is in the, was in the Kurdish region of Iran, there were massive protests, which then spread throughout the country. Uh, and she has really been you know, the the person around whom these protesters have rallied. Uh, the rallying cry has been woman, life, freedom. Uh, women have been uh, taking off their hijabs, in some cases burning them. Uh, Schoolgirls have turned up to class without wearing them, which is illegal in Iran. Um, so it's really been led by young people, by women, and it's all been born out of the outrage over the treatment of this woman, Masa Amini, who, as I said, died after being arrested. Now, you you mentioned hijabs and, and people deciding, women deciding not to wear them in public as part of the protest, but explain more about what's what's underlying these protests and some of the history that's at work here. Sure. So we've had a few rounds of massive protests in Iran over the years. There was the Green Movement uh, back in 2009. Uh, There were protests in 2019 as well. Uh, Those were born, at least in part, out of economic grievances as well. This is somewhat different in that uh, it's explicitly based around women's rights. Um, You know, the hijab is very much a definitional part of this regime in Iran, the uh, which took power in 1979. There have only been two supreme leaders. It's been very consistent, uh, consistently hardline, consistently theocratic, and um, has enforced the uh, wearing of hijab in public. And so that's part of what makes these scenes we're seeing or or that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, people walking around uh, without hijab, people chanting in some cases, death to the dictator. These are even in the history of Iranian protests, uh, which again, there is a significant history of protest in Iran. These are quite remarkable scenes. And, you know, I've been talking to, to analysts who say there might be no going back from this. Now that once you've broken this taboo, uh, once these young people have taken such a public stand against the regime, against mandatory hijab, against this policy of, of really, uh, in their view, you know, keeping women in their place, quote unquote, uh, you know, is there any going back uh, from this? And so it's been a really remarkable few weeks in Iran. And can you give us a sense of the scale of these protests? 
Yeah, so that's one of the tricky things, right? Because those of us who are outside Iran are, watch, are getting snapshots of this. First of all, the government has used, has used targeted internet shutdowns uh, to try to keep these protesters from organizing and also keep some of these images from getting out. And so, you know, a video surfaces online that shows dozens of young people marching through the streets or shows as one image that's gone viral in the last 24 hours, uh, women in a, or sorry, girls, school girls, all having taken off their hijabs, waving them over their heads inside their school. You know, we're getting individual snapshots like that that give us some sense of what's going on inside the country, but it's difficult to get a sense now of the scale because we're seeing fewer big marches, um, partially because the crackdown has been so harsh. So we're seeing mainly scattered incidents around the country. One thing we do know is that this is geographically quite widespread. Uh, it's not just in Tehran, the capital. It's not just in these Kurdish areas where the protest initially started. You know, every major city of Iran has reported some level of protest. So we know that it's spread. We know that these incidents are still happening. Uh, but, you know, how many people have taken part? It's very hard to gauge that from what we can see from the outside. Now, Iran State TV puts the death toll at 41, but human rights groups say it's, it's likely far higher. Explain more about the shape this crackdown is, is taking. Right. So, you know, I, I think um, people might assume that maybe the uh, government would meet the protesters halfway, would want some level of dialogue. Uh, that really hasn't been the response. Now, the Supreme Leader did say um, the death of Masa Amini was a tragedy, uh, but has offered no concessions whatsoever, says that these protests are riots that are being driven by Israel and the U.S., and all of that justifies what has been a, quite a strong crackdown from the government. It's not just internet shutdowns. There's been tear gas, in some cases, live bullets. Um, most recently, we saw this scene at one of Iran's most prestigious universities, the Sharif University of Technology, uh, where students, uh, it was supposed to be the first day of class, they gathered instead to protest, and these images came out of uh, really security forces flooding into the campus, chasing them, firing tear gas, shooting paintball pellets. Uh, it wasn't live bullets in this case, uh, and then rounding up the students for arrest with some pretty heavy-handed tactics. Um, so, you know, it has varied from incident to incident, but they are, you know, it's full force, it's full crackdown, it's, you know, the response is to try to suppress these forcefully, not to try to reason with the protesters and convince them uh, to stand down willingly. Dave, you mentioned two things. One, that this is a woman-led effort, but also that these are young people. Why, why is that significant? A lot of these people were not alive when the revolution, Iranian revolution of 1979 happened. This is uh, a new generation that's grown up with access uh, to the internet that, uh, you know, has watched, uh, you know, some of them are, are quite engaged with Western culture and ideas as well. Uh, but also, you know, uh, they've, there just seems to be an unwillingness among a lot of Iranian young people to accept the kind of things that older generations were forced to uh, accept over the years in terms of, um, you know, the autocratic nature of the regime. Uh, and of course, these policies as regards women. And so it's very significant to see you know, in some cases, girls who are still in high school 
rebelling against their teachers, against you know, the morality police. We're also seeing uh, university-age people. Now, it's not just limited to young people, but the energy of these protests seem to really be driven by young people and by women. Um, you know, and I think that's another really remarkable thing. We've seen at some of these you know, larger demonstrations, yes, there are young men involved too, but the people at the forefront are mainly young women. And so, um, you know, it is maybe a defining moment for this generation of, of young Iranian women. I mean, it's, it's hard to draw sweeping conclusions about what this means, particularly from outside the country. Uh, but certainly as an observer of what's happening, I found it really remarkable uh, to see, you know, high school and college-aged women taking the lead in, in these protests. Well, Dave, we know the U.S. has been working to come to some new nuclear agreement with Iran how has the U.S. responded with that happening in the backdrop? Yes. So it's a very tricky tightrope to walk for the Biden administration. Uh, they came into office with one priority on Iran. That was to restore the Iran nuclear deal. Uh, they've struggled to do that. They're now in a position where uh, there's really only one big outstanding issue. And so there maybe is a possibility in the next few months that they can resolve this nuclear deal, which is, again, their main priority when it comes to Iran. Uh, they also want to signal that they care about human rights in Iran. They've uh, put forward this policy where they're going to help internet providers to do business inside Iran. That's difficult to execute because those companies are going to need to get hardware inside the country and the Iranian authorities are probably not going to be welcoming them in. But that was a signal from the Biden administration that they want to still take action when it comes to human rights. But there's this third issue that if the Supreme Leader is saying these are U.S. driven protests, do you want President Biden, you know, out in public at the forefront, taking a very vocal position on these protests that can then be used by the government in Tehran, you know, against the U.S. or against the protesters. So they have a difficult, you know, as I said, tightrope to walk on this issue. But they say that they're treating the human rights issue and the nuclear issue independently of one another. Uh, and so they're still going to push forward to try to get the nuclear deal back on track, uh, even as they, you know, try to take some sort of action on the human rights front. That was a conversation with Dave Lawler. Dave is the world news editor at Axios. 1A comes to you from WAMU, part of American University in Washington, distributed by NPR. I'm Jen White. Thanks for listening, and let's talk more soon.